a brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds. With the right plan and mindset, anything is possible. I'm Jennifer John, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast. I'm so excited because my guest today is Miss Rena. Rena, I hope I don't mispronounce your last name. Boken? Boken? You were close. Vocone. Vocone. See, I was yeah. not close, but you're too <laughs> kind to tell me. I was completely off. But Rena <laughs> is the founder and CEO of Passion Fit, which I cannot wait to find out more about. She's a best-selling and award-winning author, a TEDx speaker, and she's also a professional development coach and consultant, a content creator, a marketer. She is a little bit of everything. And I know you guys are going to absolutely love our conversation today. So Rena, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah. So tell me just a little bit about your journey, your story. Like what brought you to this moment that we're in today where you're here to talk to all of us? Yeah. So I had a pretty long-standing corporate career for over 16 years. And I worked in sales and marketing and business development roles for companies like Google, Yahoo, Reebok, GE, and more. And about nine years ago, actually even more than that, probably over 10 years ago, you know, my husband and I were living in Silicon Valley. We were both working at Google at the same time. We have two sons. At the time, our older one was a toddler and our little one was a baby, and we hit a point of burnout. Um, I think a lot of people, I'm sure many of your listeners can relate to that when you've got hard-charging careers, but you also have to balance that with a family. So, you know, I loved my job at Google, had a great team, really had no intention of leaving, um, but I had also had this sort of dual focus on health and wellness. It's been a lifelong passion of mine. And I've been certified in fitness and nutrition and mindfulness and behavior change and other things over the years. And so when I experienced that point of burnout, I thought, you know what, I can't be the only one working mom trying to figure it out that's going through this. And it was one of those like, okay, it's now or never, I should just do this. And so it took a couple of years for me to get the courage to leave my you know wonderful job at Google. But um, I did in 20, June of 2014, and I had this concept for Passion Fit, and the mission of my company is to empower women to flourish both personally and professionally through wellness, but I work with organizations as well. So when I work in corporate wellness and working with nonprofits and universities and the media and other groups, I'm obviously working with everybody, but my focus for the company is on fitness, nutrition, mindfulness, work-life balance. I'm also a professional strengths and employee well-being coach. Um, through Gallup as well. And yeah, here I am nine years later, and I absolutely love what I do. I'm very passionate about the work. And I think when I work with business owners and executives and leaders, I can understand where they're coming from because I've been in their shoes, you know, not only working for other companies, but also running my own business. And I know what happens when you get burnt out and how it affects your health. So excited to chat with you more about that today. 
Yeah, I think burnout is so very real. And it's super interesting because I'm actually going through just a little, not a lot, but a little bit of that right now, because we in my company, we've been pushing for this goal, this monthly revenue goal. And we (laughs) almost hit it, we were just a few thousand away. And I realized I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do it this way because I'm getting burned out, like to do the way that we were going to achieve the goal. And uh, burnout is a very, very real thing. And so I would love to hear, and I'm sure there are people right now who are going through burnout as well. Like what were some of the signs and the symptoms that you started to see where you recognized, oh, I'm really starting to get burned out. And then what steps did you take? Because Obviously, I mean, it took a few years to like get out of your corporate career. And, 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 you know, like often these changes that we need to make are not always like, you know, a five minute thing. So how did you recognize what were some of those signs and symptoms? And then what did you do to kind of step out of that burnout when it wasn't an overnight, you know, fix? Yeah, I mean, it was a journey. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was not easy. And I think some of those signs were um, just that feeling of, you know, there's not enough hours in the day feeling exhausted all the time. I felt guilty for not feeling as present with my kids when I was home. I developed allergies and asthma at that time. Honestly, I was telling you about that earlier. And still to this day, I have to really watch it and manage it. So some health issues started to, you know, develop. Same with my husband. We weren't exercising. We weren't eating as well. You know, doing all the things that we needed to to take care of our health and well-being. And I have always had a passion for health and wellness. So even for me, that was a little shocking that I was so busy that I didn't really have the time to tend to myself. So yeah, and then just, you know, not feeling as productive, not feeling as excited and motivated about my work, feeling constant stress and pressure. I mean, I worked in business development and sales. I was in a client facing role. I was traveling. My husband was traveling and you just start to feel like, okay, I'm just not at my best. And so that's kind of, that's where I was. And You know, in terms of what I did, I mean, it was having to get really honest with myself and my husband and us us taking a look at our family and our situation and just figuring out, okay, what are we going to do? And then it was doing my research and just putting one foot in front of the other. I started a blog, I started a YouTube channel, and I just started to put content out into the market that I thought could be helpful to people. It was free content, just trying to see is there a need for this? Is there a problem out there that I can help solve? And when I saw that there was a lot of reception and a lot of positive feedback from it, it really gave me the courage and the confidence to start to think about it more. I had career conversations with my boss. I talked to my family about it and did a lot of soul searching and journaling because, yeah, I think a lot of people feel like, well, I can't walk away from this, that, or the other thing, or I'm going to let somebody down. But I think you have to just take that honest look at your life and yourself and and what matters and really get your priorities in order. And uh, for me also, my grandfather passed away that year and he was a huge champion of my passion for health and wellness. And, you know, he passed away from heart disease and I really, you know, thought, okay, you know, he is somebody that I always looked up to and I feel the loss of him but I know that he had encouraged me to pursue something in health and wellness. So, you know, I want to do this. I want to make him proud. I want to make my family proud and myself proud. So long story short, when I shared that I wanted to do this, I was met with so much support, both from my employer and my family, my friends, everybody. And it really gave me the courage to do it. And I'm so happy that I did. 
Oh, that's so great. And you touched on so many important things there. I, for, for me, I mean, I've been through a few rounds of burnout, but because I've been an entrepreneur for a very long time. So it was interesting uh-huh. that I found, and it took me a while before I really recognized it, but I found myself just saying, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And I was still working many, many hours. And I, but I just, I would, I was like, wait a second. And I think maybe even my husband one day made some little comment about like, yeah, you're always tired. And I was like, wait, am I really? Like it didn't really even connect those dots. But when I found myself just like, I'm so tired, I'm just, I just would say this over and over. And then I also noticed that I kind of got to a place where I was just like looking at my schedule and not wanting to meet with people, people that I love, people that I have great relationships with, that I love working with. And it's like, wait a second, if I'm not wanting to like get into my day, like something's going on here and I really need to pay close attention to that. And it was interesting to me that when you're in burnout, which I actually think there's a gift of burnout, you guys, if any of you have experienced burnout and you're listening right now, I think that the gift of burnout is that you do get to a point where you just don't care anymore. And I mean that in a good way, meaning like, okay, somebody might be disappointed because I have to change how I'm working or change how things are going to be. But I don't really care. Like I don't care enough that I'm going to not make that change. And I'm willing to walk away like you were willing to walk away from Google. And I'm sure there was a lot of people that were like, don't go. We love you. We want to keep working with you. Right. But I think sometimes burnout is that gift of like, I don't care. I have to make the change and you make the change and then everything's fine. And we all create all this crap that we think is going to (laughs) be way worse than it is because we create all these stories. But, you know, I think that is a gift of burnout. It truly can be a motivator to make changes that you might not make if you are not uncomfortable enough. But with burnout, Mm -hmm. you get uncomfortable enough to where you're just like, okay, I got to change it. And if people are upset, I'm going to, I'll give them space to be upset, but it's just, it's got to change. Absolutely. Cause you, you see what that feels like. Right. And you, you know, I think after a certain point, as you were saying, Jennifer, you don't want to feel like that anymore. You know, you don't want to be unmotivated. I felt the same way. I'm an extrovert. I love people. I love building relationships personally and professionally. And same thing when you don't want to meet with people, you don't want to go to those networking events. You don't want to do those lunches you know, for me, I'm like, okay, something's really wrong here. And so I think, yeah, watching for those signs. And obviously, I think there are blessings if you hit the point of burnout. But I think from your experience and my experience, if we could help listeners out there to avoid it, not avoid it completely, because sometimes it's inevitable, but you don't want to let it get too far where it then develops into, you know, larger, more serious health issues. So if you can kind of catch it before it gets too bad and make those changes, use it, leverage it for sure um, to propel yourself out of it. But yeah, I think it's really important to then go forward and make those changes so that you can live a better life and just also feel better professionally as well. Yeah. Now, what would you suggest? Because I know there's somebody or a bunch of somebody's out there listening who are burned out right now and they're like, okay, I need to change something, but they don't have any idea where to start. And so what would you suggest is just a couple of two or three simple things that people can do to take some action in a direction to help alleviate the burnout? 
Yeah, I think the first step, and I do this with my clients, is kind of doing an assessment, a self-assessment, and maybe writing down, where are you right now? How are you feeling? The good, the bad, the ugly. Get really honest and put it all down on paper. Because I think once you do that, it'll feel cathartic to get it out. Um, I think a lot of us who are type A personalities, overachievers, I'm a recovering perfectionist myself, sometimes we don't want to admit it to ourselves, right? We don't want to admit that we may not be doing as well as we would like or performing as well as we would like on the job. But I think when you're honest and you put it out there, you feel this sense of relief, like, okay, yeah, this is my reality. It's not where I want to be, but at least I'm acknowledging it. And then you can get into, okay, what am I going to do about it? What are the steps that I can take to make the changes? And it can be a very small step, something really simple about, okay, if I don't like the job I'm in, maybe I just spend you know 20 minutes in the evenings looking for other opportunities. Or maybe if you want to still stay with your current company or keep your current business going, who can I talk to, whether it's your manager, a mentor, an, an executive coach, Um, or somebody to kind of bounce ideas off of. And maybe they can help give you a different perspective or a different strategy to try. So I think leverage support. Um, You don't have to go at this alone because there's so many people out there that have experienced burnout, that want to make changes. I mean, we're hearing all about the great resignation and quiet quitting and the great breakup and all these things that are happening in the workplace. And so you're not alone. And I think once you realize, okay, if I can be honest, get the support I need and start to put an action plan together about what I'm going to do to make a change, you're going to feel better. And then that's going to give you the momentum and the motivation to keep going. Yeah, it's so true. Thank you. That was actually really, really great. And it's interesting because like for me, one of the first things I did was I scheduled a little bit of time off because when you start feeling that burnout, it's just like, oh my God, I need to just go somewhere and relax and maybe think about this for a little bit. So I also looked at my schedule and I just was like, all right, what can I get rid of? And I couldn't get rid of a lot in the beginning, but I mean, even two, three, four hours a week of stuff of meetings that are like, wait, we could consolidate that. Um, Like our our weekly team meeting uh, turned into a bi-weekly team meeting because I'm just like, you know what? We can be more efficient. I don't need to do this in four hours a month. Let's do it in two hours a month. And just things like that to just kind of carve out a little bit of bandwidth made a big difference. The other thing that's really helped me is um, learning something new. So right now I'm learning to ride a motorcycle and my husband rides and I've ridden with him and for years. And so, but now I have my own bike and I'm out there riding with him And it's been so good because learning something new that's really fun and then you're like, oh, I want to go do this a whole lot more. That too has been a great motivator of, you know, changing the routine, learning something completely new, using my brain and my body in a whole different way, just mixing it up. Because I think sometimes when you're burned out, it's just like the same old, same old. And you're just like, oh, I can't take this anymore. So bringing something completely new into the equation, and then it's fun. And so I'm like, oh, wait a second, I want to do this more. And that has motivated me to kind of also get past the next level of changes that need to be made so that I can eliminate it for good. So I'm curious, like, was there anything in particular that you also did that was just like, oh, I made this change and it really helped with the burnout? Yeah, I mean, I, I 
brought myself back into my wellness practices. That was something for me that was huge. And yes, I took time off. That was a great point. You should, if you can, um, it doesn't have to be a whole, you know, sabbatical unless you have that opportunity, take it. But if you don't, even just taking, you know, a a week off or a few days off, or even just like a a personal day on a Friday, um, to your point, to get out and do something different. For me, I really, you know, I love to dance. I teach dance and fitness and yoga, you know, five days a week, even to this day. And it's my happy place. Anything with movement. Um, I love to hike with my family. Um, we live in San Diego. We're you know five miles from the beach, so getting out to the ocean. At the time, we were actually living in Silicon Valley because um, we were in the heart of, of that industry. But we still have the beach fairly close there as well. So we would go to Capitola and you know just getting out in nature, getting fresh air, moving my body. That really helped me. Taking some breaks from social media and screens and technology is also just a great way to disconnect and unplug and practicing mindfulness. For me, that is also something that I grew up with. I'm first generation born Indian American. So my parents and grandparents taught me yoga and meditation at a young age. And as I mentioned earlier, I kind of lost sight of these practices because I was just too busy and I was too stressed to you know, make them a part of my daily life again. But once I hit that point of burnout and wanted to make the change, I went back to those practices that I knew so well, those passions, those interests, Um, just going out with friends. I love live music. So we'd get out and do that. And yeah, I do think that that makes all the difference because when you feel well, you know, both internally and externally, then that just gives you a different perspective. Um, Sleep is another one. I think, you know, when we're burning out and we're, you know, working hard, a lot of times one of the first things to go out the window is our sleep. And that's huge because that affects your cognitive functioning, your mood, your memory, um, your productivity. And so if you can sleep well, eat well, move your body, get out in nature, do some things that you're passionate about with people that you love, um, I think that's going to make a huge difference. And that really did for me. And that's one of the you know, things that I talk to my clients about even to this day, not only from my own experiences, but just from my training um, in holistic wellness and all the research that I've done. So yeah, I know that's a lot of different things, but I think for everyone listening, just pick one or two things that are, that you know, are your go-tos that will make you feel better. And once you can do that, then you can start to, you know, continue on your journey. That makes such sense. And it was interesting. Yoga was one of the things I went back to that I hadn't been doing. And then when I started doing it again, it was like my body was just crying out like, yes, please, because you've been in the chair all day long and we need to stretch. And that I was really surprised at how my body responded so well to going back to yoga um, so that's, yeah. that's an, and so many great things that you can do. So if you're listening and you're just like, well, I don't know what to do. Well, pick something guys, just pick something, pick one thing. You don't have to do 10 things. Just pick one thing to start with and, and pick something that really gives you joy. It's interesting. Right. Not all my clients, but I've had many clients that I have asked, you know, what do you do? that brings you back to yourself, that grounds you, that brings you complete and total joy. Um, I also have horses and my horse is just this, he just like, I can't even explain it. I, my husband came to the barn with me the other day and he, he was like, he was all stressed out when we went out there. And when he left, we were, so, he was so calm. He was relaxed. He's like, I need a nap. He's like, is this what happens every time you come to the barn? 
I'm like, yeah, like this is where I come to get regrounded, reconnected, and whether I'm writing or not, I just, it feels so good. And it brings me back to me. And I've had many yeah. clients where I've asked them, like, what do you do that like brings you back to you? And they say, I don't know. And if you're right. listening right now and you can't answer this question, like, I'm going to really encourage you. It's time to go on a quest to figure out what do you like to do for you that just brings you joy, that grounds you, that connects you. And like you went back to a lot of your mindfulness practices, like they were always there. And maybe it's something from your childhood that you used to do, but, or maybe you just get out and you start to try some new things, you know, like you gotta know what this is. And if you don't like, come on, like you gotta go find it like now, right now, don't wait. Like this is not a new year's resolution. This is a now resolution. Start trying some things and find some things and figure out what it is that really grounds you and connects you and brings you back to you. Absolutely. I talk about that a lot in my book. My book is called The Wellness Empowered Woman. And there's a whole chapter about pursuing your passions. So yeah. I like what you said about going back to, you know, go back to your childhood. If in your adulthood, you kind of lost some of the interests and passions, which is why I know a lot of adults, they can't come up with any when they're asked, right? And so it's like, okay, even if you don't currently have, whether you used to like to golf or, I don't know, surf or whatever it is, go back to what you did like to do in your younger years. And that will kind of help open the door again for, okay, yes, I used to be passionate about the water. I used to be passionate about music. Maybe you play the piano or you sing or, you know, for me, dance is another one of my passions yeah. that I've been doing since I was a kid. So um, that sort of childlike curiosity and zest for life will start to come back. So think about what will bring you joy and what will also fill your soul again, because we all, we've all been in those jobs that just suck the soul right out of us. So it's up to us to try to, you know, fill our buckets and, and get back to that, you know? Yeah, there's so many things out there. We have a client right now and she's a very successful doctor and she's starting a software company and we're helping her do that. And I would never have known this about her, but she's like, oh yeah, I'm a big ballroom dancer. I'm like, what? You do what? Like, that's so cool. And one of our coaches, Kate, who's amazing, she also lives in San Diego. She loves to surf. And I'm like, and she plays soccer. And I'm just like, what? Like you, you surf? Like I had no idea that she did that. And it's just like such a cool thing to have that element. I have another client too, who he was a big surfer and he was a therapist. You know, that's what he did in his daytime was helping everybody. But the way he reconnected and grounded himself was surfing. And there's just so many things out there that you can explore in this world. And what a beautiful thing to like discover, discover your passion if you don't already know what it is, it's okay. It's okay if you don't know, but it's probably not okay if you never find out. Right. Right. I agree. Right. <laughs> Life is worth living when you have things you're passionate about. Absolutely. Yeah. I think sometimes when you're like super burned out, the idea of trying new things can almost feel like another to do on the list. And I do think it's important that you carve out a little bit of bandwidth, like look at your schedule, get rid of some things, just make some hard choices and get some stuff off your plate. So that way you can free up the bandwidth and you can feel like, okay, I actually can go try something new. And if you got to take some naps and get some extra sleep until you're feeling better, like do that too, right? 
Yes. Yeah. I think taking a little break, just taking some time off is a great option as well so that you can build up the motivation to then go pursue those passions. So absolutely take a nap, get a good night of sleep, just take some time to simply do nothing, just be, and that will then give you, you know, that, that space that you need to, to then go forward. Yeah. It's interesting. I was um, on another show. I had a person who was saying they've done these studies that, show that people who do the self-care, they are more successful in their businesses and they actually earn more money. And all my business owners out there, I'm like, guys, if nothing else motivates you, I know making more money will motivate you to actually start to do the self-care. But it's like, it's a very, very real thing that we need to take care of ourselves. And I guess I'm a big advocate for it because I've been so bad at it in my life. I always like loved myself but I was never very good at taking care of myself. I always put everybody else first. And I just would yeah. just do that. I It's so much easier for me to literally like just wear myself out and take care of everybody else. But as I've gotten older, that's really started to change. And so when you work with women and you help them to start to make this shift towards taking better care of themselves, like what do you see as the, the results of the people that you work with? I mean, what do you see when they start to make this shift? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit of convincing to get them there because they think it's selfish and they think they're going to let their families or their employer down. So it's first saying, this is not selfish. This is something that's important for you to do so that you can give back to all those people in your life that you care about. And once they start to do it, it's just, it's amazing. Honestly, it's like magic just to see, you know, they're, they're lighter. They're lighter in their steps. They're smiling more. They just seem, you know, happier and and less anxious and, you know, more clear headed. And I think that's what we all want. Right. And so if we can just get past that barrier, that societal norm that's been created and just really focus on getting back to turning inward so we can give outwardly, um, that's really critical. And I love seeing others experience that and, and, uh, I love seeing others go through that. You know, it's a gift. So I think self-care is important and it's something that you can put in your calendar. I calendar it. I tell my, my clients to calendar it because then you know that you are just as important as everyone else and everything else. Right. It's not selfish to take care of yourself. Now, look, like any high achiever, you could probably take it to a level where it gets to be selfish, but that's a whole nother show. <laughs> We're focused today on the ones who are like, get past that. Oh, it's selfish to take care of myself. It's not. It's smart. It's practical. And it really is the best way to take care of everybody else if you can show up in a good place. Rena, yes. thank you so much for being here with me today. Would you mind telling everybody where can they find your book and your website and all your products, all your amazing stuff that you do? Thank you so much. Yes. So check out passionfit.com. That is my website where you can see all the different products and services and content that we offer. My book is The Wellness Empowered Woman, which is available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And you can also find out more details at thewellnessempoweredwoman.com. So feel free to uh, reach out anytime. I'm happy to help in any way that I can. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Rena, thank you for being here with me today. And you guys get out there, check out Rena and all her stuff. We'll put all her information in the show notes as well. That's it for today's show. You guys get out there and have a happy, productive day. Bye. 
I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. This is the She Leads Podcast Network.